1: With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace
0: is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.
2: Monday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Latarski joined as always on Mondays by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, give Chris a follow at ChrisB272002. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Now, Chris, since our last show, the Olympics in Rio are started. Uh, Zika virus or not, we're fully underway. Not a whole lot of DFS Olympics outside of maybe some basketball contests, but uh, DFS aside, if you had to pick a favorite event to watch or just uh, pick an event that you'd want to play DFS for, what would that be?
3: If I had to pick an event to do DFS for, I might do some of that track action. But uh, I do enjoy watching the swimming myself. I, I just like uh, how a lot of the races get uh, are very close at the end. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing that world. They always have that world record line going when there's somebody close to it. Get to see that, and and it's uh, it, it. I just like the, I I like swimming, in general. I don't watch it, I guess, outside the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I would say, but I that would probably be my favorite.
2: Yeah, right on. I mean, I I think I track and field would be the perfect DFS sport. Pick one long jumper, pick one sprinter, pick one long distance runner, pick one pole vaulter, and and you'll be good to go. I mean, if you put five fighters on a forty thousand dollar budget, you got to imagine a guy like Hussein Bolt would be over ten thousand dollars in daily, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd probably be the one of the top guys. I would assume. I mean, there's probably some other sports that there's like a heavy favorite too, but obviously Usain Bolt's the most uh, apparent, the mo- the one that sticks out the most because of his sprinting skills.
2: Yeah, right on with that. I, I got to agree. So uh, let's get on to the baseball portion of the podcast. Of course, today is dedicated to discussing the top value plays on the FanDuel slate. We have a nine-game slate on Monday night, pretty much everything in the evening here. So let's start out with cash games. You're going to enter the $2 big double up. You're going to enter uh, a 50-50 uh, regardless of, of cost here. Who's your safest play with a, highest, a really high floor here for your cash games?
3: There wasn't uh, an obvious option when looking at first, but with going with the high floor bet here we have uh I'm going to go with Jose Fernandez he's sitting at the top price on the day I believe at 10,700 10,900 10, for
2: Fernandez 10,700 yes. for his counterpart Johnny Cueto. Cueto so a lot of people are fading Fernandez but you're yeah. going with him
3: I'll go with him just mainly because he's a guy with that high floor he struck out 7 or more in 7 of his last or seven or more in his last nine starts, and he has a floor of approximately about thirty points, and a win can up that total. He hasn't had a win in either of his last two starts, but so he's due, like right? He's due for one, I, I believe. And they are minus one fifty one favorites in this game against uh Cueto and the Giants. And the Giants actually haven't been spectacular offensively of of late. They have a three oh two uh weighted on base average in the past two weeks, which is nineteenth in the league. And uh, the strikeout rate isn't extremely high at nineteen point seven percent, but uh, Fernandez is, I would say, almost immune to strikeout percentages because he just mm-hmm. he strikes out his regardless of the so team so nasty so facing so it, yeah he it doesn't it doesn't really matter too much. And then you look at his numbers in general; he's always been better at home than on the road. Mm-hmm. Crazy um, splits there. Yeah, a one point four zero ERA career at home, or in the last three seasons. Pardon me and uh actually a 2.11 mark this season so still both both crazy splits that extremely um they favor his home majorly and then uh so so I feel like he's a, one of the safest options to to put up some points and he's he's on a in a good setting at Miami at home so I feel like of, of the people, pitchers on the slate, he's probably my favorite option.
2: Yeah, I can think of a few home splits that are sexier than those of Jose Fernandez. Uh, I think the big thing, the concern is, of course, going up against Johnny Cueto, another another ace of sorts. So, I mean, it's so hard to call him an ace when Bumgarner's on that squad, but Cueto... 13 wins, 273 ERA. Uh, Cueto would be a GPP play for me just because the the ownership's going to be so heavily on Fernandez that if Cueto has a good game, there'll be a lot of room for profit here. But for cash games, I'm going to recommend a cash game pick. That'll save you a $2, dollars 2700 over those top-priced guys. And that guy for me is Zach Davies of the Brewers. Now, he's been a stud lately. His last five games, 35-40, 40-36, 35. So keeps that pattern up against the Braves offense that – Granted, they've got better. They've got Matt Kemp now. They've been hitting, they're right in the middle of the pack uh, and weighted on base percentage in the last 30 days. But the Brewers themselves, 357 weighted on base in the last 14 days, plus their minus 150 favorites. So even without Lucroy, this offense is still somehow getting it done. I don't think that's going to be able to keep up the rest of the season. But when you put them up against Rob Whalen, relative unknown here his last and only major league start five innings four earned runs four walks I think the Brewers are going to be able to put up some runs here and I think Zach Davies is almost he won't have a ton of strikeout numbers so that's why I don't say use him in GPPs but Zach Davies is as close as it gets for me to have to be in a lock for a quality start tonight so I'm taking Zach Davies and doing a lot of fun things with my hitting lineup in my cash games tonight here Uh, but yeah uh, let's move on over to hitters Chris we've got A lot of high over-unders on the slate tonight. The biggest one, of course, is the Coors Field game. That's 10.5, which is actually a little low for Coors Field. You've got two tough lefties in Cole Hamels and Tyler Anderson uh, taking the mound here for the Rangers and Rockies, respectively. Of course, that's the highest. Reds-Cardinals, over-under of 9 on that game. Astros-Twins, over-under of 9.5. Of course, that Braves-Brewers game I just mentioned, over-under 9. Compare that to the Giants-Marlins that we talked about in the opening portion Six and a half here. So uh, let's go ahead and um, let's go around the horn with hitters here. Who are you liking behind the plate this evening?
3: Uh, behind the plate, my first target I have there is Yasmani Grandal at 3,100 against Zach Eflin. Uh, Eflin has allowed six home runs and 27 in 27 and a third innings pitched against left-handed batters this season. He's uh, Grandal's been running hot at the plate, reaching double digits in four of his last five games. And surprisingly, he's actually been better at home at, at Dodgers Stadium, uh, where he has 13 of his 16 home runs this season, also has an OPS over 1,000. So there's a, there's some factors working in his favor there that I like and might take advantage of, especially still a reasonable price tag at 3100 And then uh, the other one I have highlighted is on the opposite side of that game, the other catcher in that game, Possible potentially. Cameron Rupp at 2800 against Julio Urias. He's got a 918 OPS against lefties this season and he's another guy that's been hot at the dish three home runs in the past week and his top 20 points in three of his last four starts so he's a catcher with some upside and I mean Urias is a decent pitcher he's not going to go deep probably in the game there's a lot of bullpen you might see some middle relief and uh i i see some opportunity for at, especially at 2800 for some value at the catcher position between for those two in that game
2: yeah i'm right on board with you when it comes to grand doll chris uh, i think any dodger lefties in play tonight and you can actually it's it's more than possible to throw in Fernandez in your lineup and then do a very cheap Dodgers stack of left-handers because there's a lot to like. I'll get to those options when we go position by position here, but I like grandall Also, I want to throw in V-Mart uh, at 3,200. If you're talking stacks, the Tigers are going up against Asashi Iwakuma tonight, and there are five different Tigers players that have an OPS over 1,000 against uh, Iwakuma, and V-Mart is one of those going 6-for-15, Two home runs, uh, six RBI in his career against Iwakuma. So I think the Tigers are set to tee off, and that's maybe a little bit of a sneakier stack here. But uh, what about first base here, Chris? This directly contradicts my cash game play. But uh, if you're not going to use Zach Davies in 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 your uh, lineups at all today, you're liking Freddie Freeman.
3: Yeah, I I feel like he he's one of the There's maybe three games tonight. slate. You got Colorado miller park and toronto those are about the three out of nine games that are probably in a a hitter friendly environment and uh i'm going to take advantage of that opportunity there with freddie freeman he's at 3200 and he's one of um he's a guy that's been better out of turner field with a 924 ops on the road and he has he has big upside he has he had 44 points on saturday so he had 44.1 points and and uh looking at first base there decent price tag it's not it it's about middle of the road compared to some of the the high price guys that you have mm-hmm. the other hitter friendly environments you got Toronto Colorado you have, um you have some of the big names like Edwin Encarnacion and you have Mark Reynolds w- way up there so you have some of these the bigger guys obviously price tag but you look down and Freeman's about mid pack so you're getting. I feel like there's plenty of room for value there. Getting yeah. playing in a hitter-friendly environment.
2: You know the slate's light when you don't see a single first baseman over four thousand uh, dollars. So very much. I mean, if you want to pay up for Miguel Cabrera, I can't knock you for that. He's got excellent career numbers against Iwakuma here. I'm actually going down the list though. My favorite first base play tonight is Adrian Gonzalez, and you can get him. A couple dollars cheaper than Freeman, actually, because he sits at 3000 and he's one of those perfect Dodger lefty stack options tonight. Uh, 34 points, fantasy points last night when he homered, 15 the day before. I think if there's a time for him to get hot for the Dodgers, the Dodgers need that time to be right now. So I would go in, almost all in on him against Eflin, whose name sounds just a little bit like... Zac Efron of High School Musical, and maybe that's what's leaning me towards a Dodger stack as well. I'm going to see him get blown up tonight. Terrible reasoning, I know. I just one of those gut feelings sometimes. What about second base, Chris? Uh, a lot of good value plays at second base tonight, from what I've noticed. Who are you looking at?
3: Yeah, my uh, top value play that I have listed is we got Devin Travis at 2700 going against Jake Odorizzi. Uh, Odorizzi has allowed nine home runs in 55 road innings this season, and Devin Travis has three home runs in his last three games. This game's in Toronto, as I mentioned, so a lot of those hitters might be priced up a little bit, but Travis is still at a reasonable price tag, $2,700, and uh, he's a guy that gives you a, a bunch of upside. He's a guy that can get 20, 30 points any and any given night. He's a, He has power, more power than a lot of second basemen, and he has the ability... To snag a couple bases every once in a while, not something you're going to rely on, but he's a guy that for second baseman, he does provide plenty of power. So you got in a small ballpark. I like that matchup.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of options to like at second base, and I think the value play is definitely Devon Travis here. Your chalk play, who I'm going to bring up here, it's got to be Ian Kinsler, three homers and 32 at-bats against Ibakuma. He's probably like the foundation of my Tigers stack tonight. But I also want to look at Chase Utley, who I know has been fading quite a bit lately, but he's only 2,200 and he's a veteran player that has gotten back-to-back days off. The Dodgers have faced lefties on two days in a row, and he's sat in each of those games, Howie Kendrick taking over. But I assume Utley will be back uh, top of the order tonight, and, of course, he gets the lefty-righty matchup against his former team, the Philadelphia Phillies. I think a lot of those X factors are lining up for Utley to have a pretty solid day today. Now we'll head on over to third base, Chris. Typically a position you want to pay up a decent amount for, but I personally have a value play. Who are you going to look at first, though?
3: Uh, I'll highlight a few. If you're going up the top, the one guy I like at the top a little bit is Adrian Beltre. He's at 3,800. He's still below 4,000. It is in Coors Field. He has good splits against lefties, good in hitting environment. And I believe that's still a reasonable price tag for Coors Field. So he's not Coors Field
2: third baseman, thirty yeah. eight
3: hundred man. Anything
2: under four thousand has got to be yeah, in play.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's got to be an option there. He's not like yeah. I would prefer to face Tyler Anderson than Cole Hamels. I think in that matchup. So Correct. if if I'm getting that, uh, even though Beltray hasn't been great recently, he's still a good hitter, and I I like that price tag in Coors Field. Um, going down the list, I I like Aaron Perez against Rob Whalen. Ooh. He's a guy that's provided both power, eight home runs. He's at 2,900 tonight, home, eight home runs, 19 stolen bases. And he's, he hasn't really been cooling down recently. He hits He's probably hitting in the middle of that order now because Lucroy is out of there. I mean, Some of the he's big, been
2: hitting cleanup for Lucroy yeah. in the last couple games that he started, so I can very much see where you're coming from there. Yep,
3: yep. And uh, Whalen has uh, allowed two stolen bases in his only outing this year. So you have the have some of those speed guys on their team. The Brewers have plenty of speed on their team to take advantage of Whalen's inability to keep mm-hmm. runners uh, at their base.
2: Yeah, speaking of Brewers' speed, I mean, Jonathan Villar at shortstop, the top-priced shortstop on the slate at 4400 But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to offer up a value third baseman play. There's a lot to like at a lot of third-base spots, and Perez could be the value play. But I also want to throw out maybe Jed Jorko at twenty six hundred, especially uh, he's a good part. One of my there, there are three stacks I'm looking at tonight. One's the Tigers because of the batter versus pitcher matchups. One is the Dodgers just because they have a lefty heavy lineup against Zach Eflin, and the third is going to be any Cardinals right-handers against Cody Reed. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go towards those first two stacks and want to lean towards the last option there, I think Jed Jorko is a perfect way to get some exposure. He's only 2600 and he gets Cody Reed. There's a lot to like there. Reasonable price. I mean, six points in his last couple of games. So there's something some to like there. But if you do want to use one of your top priced options and have to maybe scale back on some salary options, he's someone to look at. But I would really have a hard time now that you bring forward Hernan Perez. He's only $300 more. I think Perez is probably the chalkier matchup. I'll give you that one, Chris.
3: Oh, one other name I actually hadn't mentioned too is Alex Bregman yeah uh, he's been hitting second for the Astros recently, mm-hmm. and he's at twenty five hundred going against tyler Duffy. I like that matchup and he's actually had he's off to a slow start at the beginning, but he's actually had double digits in each of the last two days so he he's a w- he was the top minor league prospect for a reason he can he can hit and uh I feel like that's another guy that you could get some value out of as well at the third base position. Yeah,
2: no a lot to like there. Now what about shortstop? This is a place where we typically want to save some money. I mentioned VR, the highest price shortstop at forty four hundred here. And uh going down the list, uh, you could pay up for this position if you wanted to, but you've got a value play and a uh chalk play for me. What you looking at, Chris?
3: Yeah, we uh we'll go top top of the board there. I like the two Brewers shortstops, and I I mean VR recently has been playing third base, but he's still eligible at shortstop on FanDuel. So he's at 4,400 tonight. Going against Whalen, I mentioned that he has allowed two stolen bases, and VR has the most stolen bases in the league this year, sitting at 43 currently. And he also has some power upside. You got the games in Miller Park, as I mentioned before when I was talking about Freddie Freeman. And VR is a guy that has double digits in five of his last six games and his top 37 points in each of the last two outings. So there's while he is extremely highly priced at 4400 top shortstop on the board if you can fit him into your lineup i could still see some room for value there and then going to the other shortstop which is an uh, a value play orlando arcia is only 2100 going against that same pitcher he's a guy that has a little speed and some power as well he's shown in the minors but he's a guy that can just hit i've seen him play in the last few days he's been making hard contact even when he's been getting out and he's been batting second in the Brewers' order recently. Mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what I've seen. Um, I, I, I just see plenty of room for value at 2100 especially for yeah. Arcea. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, big-time potential in a prospect like Orlando Arcea. Essentially, long story short, you're rolling Fernandez, probably want to work in Arcea for salary relief. You're rolling cheap guy like Urias, then you can – afford a guy like VR here Uh, but as far as shortstop goes I want to throw out one more name Uh, and of course if you've been listening up to this point you know I'm gonna say Corey Seager uh, $4,000 part of your lefty stack against uh, Zach Eflin there and the Phillies I think uh, you know DVR and I went another direction with our our Ralph Wiggum chalk play this morning on SiriusXM But I think Corey Seager can make just as good of a case for that. And uh, while we're on shortstop, value plays. As much as I like Garcia, I also need to consider Jose Iglesias against Iwakuma, kind of circling back to my stack themes here. Iwakuma, a cool 6-for-13. I'm sorry, Iglesias, 6-for-13 against Iwakuma. Even 1,000 OPS. He's dirt cheap, so another salary relief option. If you think uh, we're just a bunch of homers up here going for brewers, of course not the case. I think the numbers add up here, but, uh, you know, just want to throw out other options for our listeners here. But, Chris, let's head to the outfield. And I'm looking at some of your picks already. They very, very similarly line up with mine. Do you want to run them down for me?
3: Yeah. So, obviously, chalk play of the day, top top of the board, chalk play of outfield is Stephen Piscotti, 3,500, going against Cody Reed. He has uh, over 1,000 OPS against lefties this season. And Reed has allowed 11 home runs this year. Ten of them were to right-handed hitters. So his recent uh, Piscotty's recent struggles, I could see lowering the ownership a little bit, but at thirty five hundred, Piscotty Reed hasn't been good at all in any of, in his starts. He, he may have had one good start, I believe, in in his batch so far. So I, I like Piscotty sitting at thirty five hundred. I see plenty of room for value there. Then you drop down a little bit. Um, I have Jock Peterson sitting at twenty nine hundred, going against Eflin. You mentioned you like the left-handed Dodger bats. I have a couple of them. I had Grandal and and uh, now Peterson are the two that I've mentioned from the Dodgers. He's at twenty nine hundred. Fifteen of his sixteen home runs have come against righties this season, and you're getting plenty of pop for a guy that's sitting sitting at a twenty nine hundred dollar price tag. So if I'm if I'm gonna go down the list, there he's a guy that I really like as part of. If you're going to go with a stack, he's one of the guys I would would probably put in the middle of it. And then uh, my last pick I have just up a hundred dollars more. We have Billy Hamilton sitting at three thousand against Michael Waka. Uh Waka has allowed just three stolen bases this year, but Hamilton's speed's game changing and he can steal on the best of them. Uh, he had four steals in Sunday's game and he has a stolen base in five of the last six. So there's plenty of uh double digit potential there. Well, Waka is a name you may, like Hamilton in the past may have had struggles getting on base against Waka. He hasn't been particularly good this season. So, I wouldn't be given the the price tag at 3000. I'm not scared of Waka enough to to be to be scared off of Hamilton and the mm-hmm. potential for some stolen base upside.
2: Yeah, right on. Now Waka Flocka Flame the Premier Fantasy baseball team name of the 2015 season just want to throw that tidbit out there but you said chalk that's Steven Piscotty 3,500 he'll be in every lineup if you make five lineups regardless of my pitchers 10 lineups 20 lineups Piscotty is going to be in about 90 percent of them so he is the play of the day uh, the premier Cardinals right-hander probably the best Cardinals right-hander I can see saving a couple hundred dollars and trying Holiday as well Both of those guys have big-time potential. If you're going to go full-blown Cardinals stack, you probably want to do both, but I do like Piscotty a lot. Uh, Jock Peterson, you mentioned, 2,900. Big-time helps with the Dodgers lefty stack that I've alluded to earlier in the show here. Uh, One other lineup name that I want to throw out there you stack up your infielders, you need a punt outfielder. I think you could do a little bit worse than Preston Tucker. He's only 2000 He's minimum price for the Astros. And uh, there's just, uh, there is quite a bit to like there uh, in, in his matchup against the Twins and Tyler Duffy, especially if he bats in a premier spot in the batting order here. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is rolling along. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play here. $1, a lot of $1 tournaments where you could turn that $1 into $1,000. And if you're going to play in one of those GPP, Chris, you got to go ahead and pick a pitcher that might be a little riskier than normal here. Who are you liking for your GPPs this evening?
3: If I'm going for a pitcher for tournaments, I'm looking for a guy that has some strikeout upside, and that guy is Jake Odorizzi at 8,400 going against the Blue Jays. Now, there's certainly some blow up potential here because Odorizzi is much better at home, where he has a 3 180 RA than he has on the road this season, where he has a 4 4 2. But, and. and- and he's allowed 9 home runs in 55 innings. So basically I'm explaining to you reasons not to take him, but that's also reasons people won't take him and that he'll be down in ownership. Now looking at that other side of the coin, you have uh you ha- he hasn't allowed a run in any of his last 3 starts. So you match that with the fact that the Orioles offense has been struggling recently and you may have a little bit of a play here. The Orioles actually are 26th in weighted runs created plus, which is another uh, statistic I like to use when when considering uh, daily lineups. They have a 77 on the season, which or 77 in the last two weeks, which is as I mentioned 26th in the league, and they also have the highest strikeout rate in the league over that span over the last two weeks, at 26.6%. So you're getting over one in four batters striking out on average, and Odorizzi has the stuff to. Rack up some strikeouts, so you have a chance there with a, a, stri- a lineup that's striking out a lot versus a pitcher that ha- can strike out batters to get a uh, plenty of value at 8,400. So mm-hmm. you're looking for a guy that has boomer bust potential that can that can scare some people off, and a lineup like the uh, Blue Jays can do that. But I believe Odorizzi has enough stuff that he can come out and have a good outing and get you. Uh, get you the points that you need out of a tournament mm-hmm. pitcher
2: yeah it's a pretty nice contrarian play chris i like that for my gpp play this evening i'm gonna go a little bit lower in salary, and i'm gonna turn to julio urias at seven thousand dollars now the big thing here the biggest concern with urias is his workload he's going to have to be efficient if he's going to be able to get five innings to be able to get that win potential so that's a big red flag to start off with if you can get past that the rest of his numbers add up i mean i the ERA sits at just under five, but the FIP looks at about three five two, so that's coming down. He's got a K per nine of ten and a half, and he's facing the Phillies. And there are two things about this matchup I really like about uh, about the Dodgers going against the Phillies at home. Number one, Dodgers minus two twenty eight favorites where I'm looking at it right now. That's big. The win probability is huge. Going up against Zach Eflin, uh, one of the biggest knocks on Urias. Also, in addition to the uh, longevity concern, is this you will be able to use one less Dodger in your lineup stack tonight. But anyway, aside from that, the other thing that really stood out for me, now this is looking at season-long splits, so maybe it doesn't say a lot of what have you done for me lately, but on the season, the Philadelphia Phillies have the worst weighted-on-base percentage against left-handed pitching in the entire league they're sitting at 283 worse than the Braves worse than the Dodgers worse than the Reds they are terrible against lefties and Julio Urias a 19 year old lefty can throw reasonable speed he's got some good off-speed stuff I mean the curveball raids out at 60 65 so I think he's going to be able to miss some bats probably not going to throw a complete game but if he gets to that five inning threshold I bet you that's going to come with six to eight strikeouts and a win so that's why I like Urias tonight
3: yeah and uh as you mentioned the fact that he won't have that there there's a chance he won't make it to five innings probably scares off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of low ownership for him. I would assume there's not going to be much ownership for him given the fact that he have he he has been in the bullpen recently too. So that might place an extra restriction on him, but he did go three innings in his last uh, his appearance for the the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So there's still a chance he can go five innings and if he gets that win, five innings, some strikeouts, plenty of value there for a guy that mm-hmm. probably have low ownership
2: yeah that's uh all reasons why I would lean towards Urias in at least one lineup if you're going to take a dollar flyer you can do a lot worse than Urias here real quick checking on the weather for the nine games tonight in domes the only one with a little bit of rain on the radar is the Rangers Rockies at Coors Field when is there not a little bit of weather concern at Coors Field of course but uh only looking in single-digit percentage, so that's pretty negligible. Uh, you know, slight chance of thunderstorms, uh, doubtful. So small window. You know, I wouldn't let that hinder you from taking your Rockies players that you like there. Well, thank you for listening to the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time depositors on FanDuel that make a deposit of ten dollars or more via Rotowire get six months of complimentary access. That used to be only two months, so we just upped the ante here. Want to get you ready throughout all of football season? Just ten bucks to FanDuel. If you haven't tried it before, go ahead and make that deposit. Get your free Rotowire. Check it out. Check us out. Otherwise, to check out the site on your own. Try rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Lektarski. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McCagney.
1: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.